0: uh good morning david welcome to uh morning to you sir absolutely bright no it's a frosty morning it's a december yeah but cinema is uh, keeping us warm the hope <laughs> yeah. of cinema, the 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 light that comes from the projector good morning mandy good morning she is there you are yeah.
1: oh you're looking very good this morning you, have you been have you been are you been training recently I... oh jogging
0: really yes. Jogging yes. in what way? I mean I have never seen on you leave that. On oh, no. my wheels. Oh no on oh, no. a wheel right, okay, fair enough. Uh, you know. You can't jog on wheels, can you? You can only um, wheel around on respect. wheels. I don't know you can jog. I don't want to be critical. I'm she just, just said to have a bit of respect. That, quite right. The lady I've has done
1: spoken. 7K I shall dock my hat to that. Really? She's done seven K this morning. Yes.
0: Goodness God I think you want to oil your wheels after that. Seven K. Pardon? It's five K to the couch, isn't it? How are how are you, you two? Uh, not, oh, good, to not, not good, tell the truth. It's not a healthy period at the moment. Quite. I'm gonna start again two thousand twenty three. Oh, to, um, uh, would you hopefully um start on a more positive um, yes, outlook towards Mandy. So I'm speaking like she's not there type that of thing. Like Did the police this. get involved? Uh no, because I didn't um keep knocking on her garage door. That was a complete <laughs> urban myth. Urban myth. Urban myth. I, I opened the letterbox and I just whispered, Are you awake or I want to speak to you? There you're was no a liar. hammering. I mean, she described it like in the a New liar and episode. A a she just
1: said, You're a liar and a
0: pervert. pervert. Yes. I am I'm, I'm neither. I am neither of those things. I am not a liar. I'm not a pervert. You know, I fell in love with a robot. Does that make me a pervert? No, it doesn't. Am I a liar?
1: Yeah, but you treat her there like shit. If you go back to the early episodes, you used to balance sandwiches
0: on her head. I'm not good at multitasking. I was in the middle of filming a review, and I had a baguette in my hand. I didn't know where to put it, so I put it on the next bit of furniture next to me, and it turned out to be a lady. I didn't realise that. Right.
1: David, if an alien came down to planet Earth, and you had to show them one film to go A- you should watch films and they go what do you mean and you go watch this which film would you choose which film would you show them
0: do you know what it sounds a really pretentious thing to say but um i finally saw the bicycle thief that um, neo-realism Italian film. This it sounds, it sounds like, really pretentious, but it's not. That's the bizarre thing about it. Really, it really does narrow down what a decent film is within kind of popular culture. Because it, it, it's because that's the reason I've not seen that film since day dot. Everyone used to bang on about it. At Do university. you want to explain to people listening? Basically, what the Bicycle Thief is it's set in the nineteen fifties, and um, it's about. Um, uh, small Italian community, and they're going through a serious recession, and it's a real ghetto um, kind of set situation where they're all living on top of each other. These really crowded apartments, and the dad hasn't got a job at all. Everyone's on on the line. I'm otherwise. not interested. Uh, listen up, UFO man. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I don't want. You're more than a UFO man. You're an individual. I don't know your name, Zyzac or whatever, but you know, keep your ears open. Don't put your helmet on quite yet and wander up into your spaceship. ear? Yeah. Uh, is, is, that, is that your name, Ear. No, he's saying he's got one ear. He's one ear? Years, uh... Goodness, one ear. Different evolution system there. But it's fair enough, I can, I can whisper into the one ear. And uh, he manages to get a job, which is obviously a massive uh, coup for him. But um, he needs a bicycle to do it. And they put all their money together to actually repair his bicycle. And um, then someone steals his bicycle, and he doesn't want to tell his wife. He doesn't want to tell the rest of the family. And it's just him and his son wandering around Italy, frantically trying to find um, his actual bicycle. And um, then when did
1: you when did you watch this? Recently? Oh, very
0: re- very recently because I didn't watch it myself for a long time because as you said it's just like oh god it's gonna be italian swigging espressos with lots of subtitles but the people at pixar always bang on about it always and then he starts to become morally quite questionable about how he's going to try and get a bike. It may not be his bike, and at the same time, his son is always with him. And the son's always, it's very much a father and son kind of relationship. And the um, and the son is almost witnessing his kind of like moral uh, dive as he goes around Italy on this one day type of thing. And it's very quick. The pacing's very fast. You know, you, you set the, the setup of, like, no one's got money. The dad finally gets a job. And also the dad's got a lot of respect for himself as well. as a lot of inner respect. You know, he wants to show off to his kids. And, um, you know, he's set up for a massive fall, basically. If
1: you say, can you see it influencing other massively Maybe. absolutely really? yeah
0: it's it's basically you can see how it's it's influenced um very modern mainstream films in the sense that it's almost a really nicely um uh streamlined storytelling one man a clear challenge and within that challenge there's a clear character arc
1: mm, this is interesting to us oh,
0: well done mr edwards don't copy them oh absolutely be, be, be your copy own the man. Alien? Absolutely. Oh, I thought you were being uh, the pretentious film no, artist. No, no, no. Being the alien. Oh, I say Goodness me, I got into different character sketch mode then. I thought you were talking to my film uh, friends, Jeremy. then what Co. do your
1: film friends think of it?
0: Oh, they'd love it. Neo-realism. <laughs> yes,
1: please. Why is that a thing to them?
0: Oh, because it's um, it's some kind of like uh, je ne sais quoi era <laughs> what of does the that past. Mean? I don't know. <laughs> But that's the sort of terms I'd be using, je ne sais quoi. Oh, it's yeah. je ne sais quoi, isn't it? So if your student said to you,
1: David, what, why is um, Italian neorealism, why is it so important in the film world? What
0: I would, would say, say definitely um, it's the element of moving away from classical Hollywood where it's all, you know, big lights. Are you knocking
1: and- your table,
0: David? I think I was then actually. I think I was getting into the whole <laughs> neo-realism. No, I
1: just think I, I kept hearing some bum 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 bum, bum. I, I think it was. If it's going to
0: come out on their record. No, 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 no. I can't be knocking tables. No, no not, not at, at all. We've got to worry about the audio. For some reason, I, I was like, "Are um, uh, you getting headset. excited?" Yeah, I was getting a bit excited. Though. I was like, <laughs> "Not going to tell you, neo-realism. Let's get, let's get real, neo-style." Um, right. So you would, you would say
1: to the alien, "Watch the bicycle thief." Watch the bicycle thief. It's a. How car- long is it?
0: i don't know i think it's quite short it's an hour and a half because you you think to yourself the ending is quite downbeat which is in keeping with art cinema but the the majority of the film moves along at quite a rate and it really is um even though it's like this italian film of that period it really is kind of um an example of how to write a script really cut down, kind of just like raw muscles of what storytelling is. You know, clear. How would challenge. it do
1: if it came out now?
0: If it came out now in the cinema, um, it's um, there's nothing um, to make people leave the home. Now it's got to be like some kind of because I'm always saying this. Like okay, a if it up.
1: popped up on Netflix, how would it do?
0: Yeah, it perhaps wouldn't have anything advanced in it, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Because back then it was seen as like ultra real. You've always got to think to yourself like this came out in during that period. It hasn't got that extra unique selling point type of thing to actually hook in a modern audience, maybe not. Do you know what I mean? It probably need an extra layer on top of it to make it more relevant to today. But I mean, as a general film, storytelling-wise... I don't know. Maybe it might do well. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like, there's a lot going. I think no. I think it would do. You know, it's got. It certainly pulls the. Um, I think you're knocking your table again. God, I keep. Doing- do you know what? I've got like a duvet on
1: top of me because it's quite cold. <laughs> and um, I'm worried it's going to come out while you're talking. I apologise. No, 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 not at all. I know it's the no, 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 no. at home,
0: Captain. You've got to um, you if, if there are, there's knocking taking place, we've Have got, you got to, a um, short
1: leg. One of your is one one of your legs shorter than the other.
0: I hope not. I'm starting to worry, but um, I'm gonna be getting a tape measure out after this podcast just to make sure. For crying out loud, I think well, it's thank you good so for much touch. for
1: that, David. I can't. Today, oh, thank, you. thank you,
0: thank you, absolutely. No, I mean it. Thank you very much. I think I was on edge at times, thinking why. Um, I don't know. Am I am I giving a relevant uh, description of the film? And with that, I think m- for some reason my thigh started moving and uh, and shaking around and vibrating. But if <laughs> you hear the knocking is. again, oh, I was still in, oh, I was doing it then. As Are a you, you of, leaning
1: on your table?
0: No, not at all.
1: What's going on there? Let me let me just sort myself out. Here we go. Have you got a dog under your desk?
0: No, not a dog at all. Is it is there any knocking now? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, we've got to sort out. You don't want knocking in the back like there's a woodpecker that's wandered into my lounge type of thing. You don't want that. David Edwards Movie News So, David, what's this week's movie right Um okay movie news i tell you one thing very interesting the um, director Ang Lee uh, who directs The Hulk um, Crouching Tiger uh what else did he do oh Brokeback Mountain for crying out loud Can
1: he did he do that Squid no, and the Whale did he do that no that
0: was no a bow, 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 bow. <sighs> But he did do a film similar to that called Ice Storm that was like a family yes. drama which was yes, very Squid you. and the Whale esque type thank of thing you. And um, he, over COVID, this is bizarre, you never know, it might turn out to be quite good, but over COVID, he decided he's going to um, make a Bruce Lee um, biographical film about the life of Bruce Lee. And he decided um, the ideal person to cast as Bruce Lee was his son. And during the pandemic period, he trained his son to become Bruce Lee. Bizarrely, if you Google it, this is happening and um, he's actually going to start filming the movie very, very soon. And also bizarrely, his son does look a bit like Bruce Lee. But during the COVID period, apparently during pandemic, he was like, right, let's get productive and uh, let's get you into shape and learn some Kung Fu. Wow, he does, does not he? It's bizarre and that's going to be his next project. And they started, like, um, sort of training, learning Kung Fu, getting into the mind of Lee over the sort of COVID period. And now he's ready to start filming it. because. Do you know what of... I'm thinking?
1: God, these people are really driven, aren't they? Oh, God, yes. I can imagine going, do you know what? I'm going to do a film about Bruce Lee. I'm going to get Terry, my mate, to train as Bruce Lee. And then and then two days later, go, no, nah, I can't be fucked.
0: Absolutely. Ah, so the next morning you wake up, you've got a different chemicals in your head, and all you yeah, want is a Terry, bowl of would you,
1: uh, What do you mean, Bruce Lee? Oh, come on, Terry. No, I don't want to. No, I don't
0: either, really. All right, cheers, mate. Bye. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Or Terry comes around my ne- the next day, and you want, he's dressed as Bruce Lee, and I'm like, what are you about? What are you doing?
1: Yeah, you said you wanted to make a movie with me. Oh, I can't be bothered, mate. Oh, good, because I've got a
0: bloody dude, Tony's patio. Absolutely. And Tony's Spaccio, he actually does need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. going to start, he's got a barbecue plan for next Wednesday. I like the Bruce Lee film, for crying out loud. God, what drives
1: them? It just made me suddenly, made me go, oh, Hang Lee's really, he really likes making movies.
0: It's a, it must be some kind of immortality thing, the idea that they feel they're going to live on via a We're DVD going to live on set. with this podcast. Very true, and this is why we're doing it. Even though I've got a duvet wrapped around me and my, my, my uh, thighs keep knocking against the desk, I'm here. But we're not going to be remembered. Frightening. But then again, <laughs> the thing is, so when people remember you, they only remember you how they want to anyway, don't they? They only add their own narrative. It's not a real you. No one's going to be talking about Ang Lee in 150 years. Absolutely not. I mean, there's, there's only one Charles Dickens, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Um, what I mean by that is um, every I era, don't think there is, actually. Aren't there loads? Um, this is true. If you look at the yellow book, um, the yellow pages, if that once existed, there probably would be a hell of a lot of Charles Dickens' out there. But it's a case of, um, yeah, you want... I think um, every century or 50 years, there's only, like, one storyteller that sticks out. Like, will they even remember Tarantino? Probably not. I think he'll When's the forgotten. last time
1: someone's going to utter your name, do you reckon? God. Uh, probably in an NHS hospital hallway. No, but there people will talk about you after you've gone. But when do you think it'll be? The last person to utter your name.
0: God, well I haven't got hundred years time. No, so th- no way. Forget that, amigo.
1: <laughs>
0: <Flipping laughs> can't be gone within a year. <laughs>
1: no, no, because Pete, someone will say. Do you remember that guy who uh, didn't know? Uh, well, David. No wait.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be more like uh, maybe a year's time. Like, uh, no, he never cut that tree down, did he? He said he's going to sort out his allotment. Yeah. Anyway, try. Ang
1: Lee. That sounds quite exciting. That project.
0: You never know. You never know. I mean, they've tried to do endless Bruce Lee biopics, haven't they? But um, have they? Yeah. They. If you if you look at it on the internet, there's quite a few that have just right. come and gone really quickly. To oh, know, no they. one's nailed it then. No one's nailed it to that degree. So I think he's hoping to kind of. Hmm. There was that um, big Bruce Lee moment in the um, latest Tarantino film. Once never upon a Time it, Hollywood. Never got to that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it wasn't a Bruce Lee film, it was just a scene. But it shows his hunger for Bruce Lee on the screen type of thing. Were you a Bruce Lee movie fan? Not massively, but Enter the Dragon I enjoyed and things like mm. that. I mean, I certainly, mm. he's interesting in documentaries because he was incredibly uh, focused, wasn't he? And it's because he was so fit, his body was so fit, that when he got the flu, and um, didn't have like a bizarre reaction upon his body. Is that true? Yeah, because he was ultra, ultra, ultra fit. But then when a disease entered into the body, even on a minor level, it messed up his biological system.
1: On the 20th of July, 1973, the actor and martial arts expert, Bruce Lee, died in Hong Kong at the age of 32. Yeah, I know. From a brain edema, possibly caused by a reaction to a prescription painkiller. Oh, there you go.
0: So I think my information was slightly uh,
1: dubious. Is that how you pronounce it? Edema. 32.
0: Yeah, very young, isn't he? Very young. Super young. Yeah. So why was it, um, was it something to do with his martial arts or something that he had the brain hemorrhage or?
1: Kidney specialists revisit Bruce Lee's course of, cause of death. Uh, anyway. If you want to Google that, listeners, then it's uh, it's all there. on... Uh, God, for some reason, internet. that's a complete
0: urban myth. Now I thought it was because it was some kind of thing like the flu or the cold because he was um, God. Do you know everything I say in this podcast. I think afterwards, God, I think we better edit that out. Better edit that out. Yeah. Oh well. Well, that sounds
1: like. Are you excited by that movie, or are you just saying it out? loud? Look, you
0: never know. You never know what it's going to be. Type of thing. I mean, a- another piece of um, movie news linking. Um, to this is the um there's a lot of talk that there's going to be a writer's strike taking place um the writers guild and um it's because um and if if that happens in the new year that's a massive disaster because a lot of films and tv shows are are paused or they go into production with half-baked
1: scripts and there's a lot i think you mentioned this before yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: So, I mean, yeah. I think I have mentioned this, actually, so I won't go That's into it. That's all right. This. It's all right
1: to retread. But, um,
0: yeah, that looks like it's, it's probably going to happen because um, there's no... None of the writers are getting any TV residuals. With streaming, you just get paid a certain amount of money and that is it. And there's no carrying on, you know, if the actual TV show is broadcast anywhere else because it wouldn't be. It would only stay with the residual. But that also links to um, the other big news is that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck... starting a new company called aqua actor equity and um that's all going to be based upon making sure creatives um get a slice out of the actual kind of profits from the actual film or tv show on streaming so it's all at the moment hollywood is just obsessed with this idea that people aren't getting residuals whatsoever they just get um they don't get money on the other end They just get get money up front. They just get one lump sum, and that is it. Full stop. Yeah.
1: Very very serious movie news today. I
0: know, isn't it? It's quite financial. No, I like
1: it. I like it. You're not you're not beating around the bush.
0: You're going absolutely. News. Looking at the money, the the economics of the whole uh, the whole shebang. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Food for thought. When are you going to write a feature
0: length script and sell it to Hollywood? God. I, you know, I was thinking about that I think in bed a few days ago and I just I don't think it's going to happen now. Hitting 45. And oh. I've got I've got endless half-baked ideas and none of them kind of um have evolved and developed into anything.
1: Have, have you to... fin have you written a feature length script and finished finished one?
0: I've never written I don't think I've ever got to the third act, the final. Well, that's that's the thing that you got to get it out and then
1: and then tear it up and start again. But at least get to the end. Blimey, By the end of AM 2023, journey. you will have written a feature-length script. That should be our mission. It we'll should s- be. And we'll send it. We'll send it to Hollywood. Go and see what,
0: see what they say for crying yeah. out loud. let's do it. Oh, I'll be up for that. But I've got What would it be called? Toppy head. head. What's the script called? Toppy Head. Sun God's. Simple as that, sun gods my favourite Edwards.
1: I'd watch it.
0: Sun worshippers, something like that, yeah, definitely Was sun it gods. loads of br- bronze bodies. That's what I can see standing on the engine edge like cliffs. Watch. Yes. Type of thing. But yeah, sun gods, kind of speedos, let's, jet skis. Oh, I'd watch that. Are they really sexy? Um Oh yeah, God jet yeah, goes without saying.
1: Let's 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 write Sun Gods and send it to Hollywood. Can you imagine if you get a reply going, can we have a Zoom meeting?
0: The thing is, I always have that in. It's like we were talking earlier about um, procrastination and having the the, uh, the focus of angle it. It's like, yeah, let's bloody write sun gods. And then I'm sat there in front of the computer thinking, right, I've got three men. One's called Jeff, Philip, and Kyle, whatever. They're all in their speedos on a cliff. What do they do next? Leap into the water? What does a sun dog do? A sun dog? <laughs> so, a sun dog, yes. Oh they called Sundogs. Did I call them Sundogs originally or? <laughs> what did I call them originally? I'm trying to get the title around my head now. What is it? What is the title? Did I call it I said Sun Dogs. What did I call them originally? Sun Gods! Bloody hell! What a nightmare! <laughs> Flipping it, I clearly need another cupcake.
1: Who <laughs> are the sun dogs? What do the sun dogs do? <laughs> they dive off
0: the cliff. Could you imagine that in a and little bit? What do they do next? Yes, dogs. <laughs> what do they do next after they dive off the cliff? God almighty. <laughs> what do that? they do next? <laughs> well, probably sort of um, try and swim <laughs> along like a labrador with a little paws type of thing. Are <laughs> they actual dogs or are they men? They're, well, in my head, they're men.
1: Right, so what like are these three men called dogs. Sun Dogs. So they dive off the cliff, what do they do? You, you go and watch a movie every week. If you were sitting in Worthing Cinema and you were going to watch Sundogs and the opening scene there's three bronze men on the cliff side, <laughs> and they dive <laughs> off into the water, what would you hope would happen next in your film in, Wor- in the Worthing Cinema?
0: They would then crash into the water. You've got impress- impressive oceanology, oceanology, ocean cinematography, wet water filming, and then um, and then they'd be going down looking for something, some kind of treasure maybe, or um, okay, right, something like that.
1: Why don't we we should do another podcast called Sun Dogs and just write it, just sort of thrash it out every week.
0: Thrash out sun... I, like, I keep to call them gods now. Dogs, gods, whatever. Um, maybe it's called sun dogs, a.k.a. sun gods. Give it a real twist. These dogs are going to become gods. Fucking hell frightening thank
1: you so much david goodness this me
0: movie news that's how my hollywood pitch is going to aid just silence oh, fucking hell, I watch now and then Sun just sucking like an american accent thanks so much for your time mr edwards <sighs> oh okay well you get well that's great i
1: love that three blokes jump off a cliff and are swimming for treasure there's a poster there yeah This week's movie review, I have no I because we put um Indiana Jones out in between, I have no memory of what film you're reviewing.
0: Um it is High Plane Drifter, um starring and directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh. Two Clint Eastwood films back to back. Very much from different eras. Ooh. And um What do you think of it? I was pleasantly surprised by it, definitely. Well, first of all I'd never heard of it, and then when I did a bit of YouTubing after watching it and and Googling, everyone had heard of it. So it was really bad that I had no awareness of it full start. I'd definitely heard of the movie. You not heard of it at all? I'd heard of it vaguely, but it sounds as though it's really important to his filmography. So, you know, it's it's not good that I've only got a very vague understanding of it. And um It's his first directorial debut, and it's very different. After a while, it feels more like a Twilight Zone episode than an actual Western movie. In what way? Well, it's kind of... I don't want to give away too many spoilers, just give you, like, a general idea. You have this small uh, Western community, and these kind of Western gangsters turn up, and they create, um, you know, problems in the community once again. And then they leave, and they're going to come back... Then this um, high plane drifter turns up in the form of Clint Eastwood and they say, listen, if you protect our community, we'll give you whatever you want, type of thing. And um, after a while, you start realizing that Clint Eastwood's not just a man. He's almost, they never actually say this. It's only vaguely said that he's a kind of... um, a spectra a kind of almost potential like mythological spirit and he's you don't realize it as an audience but he's there to punish the community in a bizarre way because um they allowed the gangsters rather kind of cowardly allowed the gangsters to kind of um I, i guess torture the sheriff the last time the gangsters the desperados i think we call them um so Clint Eastwood almost turns up and um almost kind of like punishes each of the community. so it's very philosophical as I'm saying it now it's very layered it's not just white hats versus black hats kind of like uh, cowboys and Indians it's very much a 70s anti-hero piece with a very philosophical vibe and you have these bizarre dream sequences which turn into flashbacks of um how the community were very um cowardly and selfish towards um not protecting each other when these gangster desperado figures turned up and then well, and then after a while yeah. clint eastwood's almost like very subtly punishing them each and also being very selfish because he says to them, "Yeah, okay, I'll look after you from the gangsters, but I want whatever I want in the town, you know." So he starts uh, taking the women he wants, he grabs whatever hotel or room he wants. So it's got it's got a bizarre parable, philosophical kind of vibe.
1: Well, let's have a little listen to bits of High Plains Drifter.
0: In the bottle? Ain't much good. It's all there is. Uh, what, do you want anything else? Just a peaceful hour to drink it in. Sleep it in range, bums, don't usually stop in Lego. Life here's a little too quick for him. Maybe you think you're fast enough to keep up with us, huh? So, were you hooked in, David? Were you? Were you were I was you... compelled. It was quiet. It wasn't what I was expecting. Right. There's no. I think this perhaps shows. How I'm old is this
1: movie? Do you say seventies? Yes, I would say. Right. I have.
0: I have. I have the date here in front of me. I, I think it was very early seventies. It came out. Um, so where is it? It came out in uh, 1973. Right. Uh, it's a drama mystery western. A gunfighting stranger comes to the small settlement of Lego and is hired to bring um, the townsfolk to um, to safety. Eastwood plays a stranger who wanders into the dusty town Lego and is immediately forced to shoot out with three thugs. Did you uh, find it thrilling? Did it thrill um, you? I wouldn't say thrilling. Compelling. Because you constantly think it's going to go into one direction and then more and more Clint Eastwood, I just thought it was going to be a confrontation with well, like an episode of The Eighteen, you know, where Clint Eastwood turns up and he just looks after these local town people, like a sort of episode of like The Mandalorian, that Star Wars show, you know, but more and more you start thinking, well, you know, Clint Eastwood isn't really a hero figure, he's almost a bit of a kind of... Um, he's quite selfish in in the way he treats the town people but, so you start thinking god is clint eastwood the villain but then you start realizing no clint eastwood's um almost uh giving them a lesson he's almost kind of like uh punishing them for their cowardly behavior earlier on and, are uh, you a uh, clint
1: eastwood berry boy if you had to des- describe it
0: what is a berry boy a berry boy did you say berry boy Clint Eastwood? Or what? So sorry, sorry. What's that? I don't know. I just wanted to
1: throw you with a. With a <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> just, I really wanted to keep that up. I you know like I heard Clint, Eastwood? Clint Eastwood? What a Berry Boys. is. <laughs> literally. it, flip it skip, that completely lost me there. I thought it was like. I thought it'd be like a Clint Eastwood fan club. We call the Berry
0: Boys. The Berry Boys type of thing. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I wouldn't say I was completely amazed. Are you
1: a Clint Eastwood fan?
0: Um, I have respect for the man, but I'm not completely on my knees. Are I, you I'm not? not? I'm not completely on my knees. I'd open the door for him, but I wouldn't genuinely reflect. Well,
1: why, why are you not... I thought you'd love Eastwood. What is it about Eastwood? Are you not a, a Western guy? Not a
0: 100% a Western guy. So in some ways, I was quite happily surprised by this, that there was a lot going on. But also, right. at the same time, there's no clear hero figure. Because Clint Eastwood's like a bizarre anti-hero kind of almost is he a man is he like a visiting specter from another do you, kind of do you need someone to root for in your i movies? think so yeah i want my sylvester stallone rocky figure type of thing right this is a right. lot more philosophical than um than i expected it's almost like a sort of like a, a moral debate that takes place which is quite gutsy for a western it ain't john wayne don't it's say quite, ain't that quite right
1: because no generally because children listen to this yeah we've got to um promote Do you know, david we had the most listeners ever this week wow yeah yeah it's quite a, it's quite a jump percentage wise that yeah. is
0: quite a jump that's that's so quite. thank you everyone for I'm, listening because as i'm listening to this episode i feel as though i'm not coming up with the goods yeah you are but goodness, yeah, say, you are.
1: You came up with Sundogs and Sundog Berry sun Boy, gods,
0: kind of like Berry Boy. Goodness me, I don't know. It's um, <laughs> it's a bizarre kaleidoscope of uh madness that's being chucked into their earlobes, mm.
1: yeah. Was Clint Eastwood the Stallone of uh his
0: generation? Oh, god, well, the thing is with Clint Eastwood, I was I was recently reading a, a book that you mentioned that William Goldman one. Oh, What's yeah, that one called a game adventures in the screen trade yeah he talks about Clint Eastwood a lot there and that um Clint Eastwood as a movie star I don't think mm. anyone's kept on top as long as Clint Eastwood no that's but,
1: it yeah he shows those like top 10 movie stars over different years and, and how um, it, it all totally yeah, switches around apart from Clint Eastwood's
0: in all of them that just keeps on going full stop I and mean, he's still relevant today as a director isn't he it's incredible what he's done what he's pulled off and um, Plane Drifter is very, very different to um, Line of Fire. Line of Fire, a lot more mainstream. Low, uh, pl- high Plane Drifter is um, far more experimental. And as I say, he's never actually called a ghoul or a ghost. But um, you start thinking that. The soundtrack is very good. Very sort of sinister and kind of um, and creepy. But it's definitely worth watching. It's not I your average western. I think I know western.
1: how many you're going to give it. What's that do you think? I'll let you know afterwards. I would say So, it, David. You're quite right. High Plains Drifter. How many chuck ices out of five are you going to give it? Three. Oh, I got it wrong. Oh. What were you
0: thinking? Four. Yeah. It's... Oh, you're giving it a three. Well, it's, I think as you say, I wouldn't say I was enthralled. Absolutely enthralled. It was. It was a reflection. Was it a bit of a
1: job, a bit of homework for you this one?
0: No, I think it was okay. You know what I mean. I, I was I was occupied. It was interesting. But Just I think, if
1: you're at a dinner dance next week, and someone goes, "I suppose no one here has watched High Plains Drifter," oh, I'd love you'll that. now be able to go, "Oh, I have oh, actually. no, 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 I have, I have." I'd love that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah. What would the people in the uh, the palace, the film nerds in the palace, what would they say of High Plains Drifter?
0: Oh yes. Oh, it was a um, a, a merited uh, risk that Eastwood. It's a shame that perhaps he doesn't do such similar things today with his cinematic fare. Mm, a philosophical debate baked into the Wild West's fighting gu- Why are they such a bunch of know it alls What have they achieved? Nothing. That's why they need that, to keep them
1: going, for crying out loud. God, they piss me off. I'd love to get them on the pod.
0: They They basically hang everything on their consumer tastes from the um from the from their vegan leather shoes why don't you tell them what you think instead of ostracization you know. i can't be pushed out of a gang ostracization is that a name? pushed out a into word? The forest. Uh, i don't know is it ostracization ostracized yeah so ostracization i don't know i think i have come <laughs> up with it there <laughs> yeah. why don't you tell them what you really think because i'll be pushed out and i'll be into the forest of loneliness I have no one to, you know, uh, hang out with type of thing. You've got to have a tribe. Okay, so you've given um, High Plains of three
1: chalk ices out of five. Uh, Someone's saying on Patreon this week that they really want to collect all your um, reviews. Gosh, and, um, yeah, I'd like to have them on like a little film playlist. All the, all your film recommendations and your reviews. Goodness me, that would be exciting. I oh, very doubt. much. I'd love that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. That'd be well, thank you very on. much for this week's no, movie, you, movie review. Th- thank you for listening. I don't know if it was a, a particularly well described. It was quite, a, it's quite a, a philosophical, quite layered piece, really. I wasn't expecting it. Okay, well, I,
1: I really enjoyed it. Thank you, David. No, thanks, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Oh. Did you hear what she just said?
0: I heard some beeping and it had a very short- She sort just of went sassy... beep
1: beep beep
0: prat. Yeah, how's that gonna help me? How's that gonna help me? You know, I'm gonna be thinking about that that's tonight in what bed, you beep, get beep, beep. When Pratt. you
1: don't treat a lady right. That, that's right. She that's just awesome. said that's what you get when you don't treat a lady right.
0: Why didn't I treat her right though? Because she didn't act like a lady. Why are you asking me? Talk to her. I never quite know where her face is, and I don't mean that in a rude (laughs) manner. She's there! I'm not me, I'm not saying that in a rude man, I just
1: don't know where her face is. I'm going to have to stop this and start again, my mics come out, it's so annoying. Give me three mins, because this will take a while to download. Three minutes,
0: okay. David Edwards movie tip.
1: So, David, what's this
0: week's movie tip? I tell you a very good tip. Okay, this film um, came out in the early two thousands, and it was on film four recently. And it's one of the first Ryan Gosling films that really uh, pushed him out as a big movie star. And he got nominated for an Oscar. And I forgot how good it is. It's really good. And it's called Half
1: Nelson. Oh, I remember the cover of that in the video shot yeah Yeah. and it's
0: very it's almost it's really worth watching it's almost got like a 1970s vibe in the sense that it's a real character study a real focus on an anti-hero figure and he's basically a high school teacher and um it's basically about him as a high school teacher whilst dealing with a crack cocaine addiction in the background and he has a very strong relationship with one of the young female students and um, he's trying to like show her the way of, you know, developing and being a sort of mature kind of uh, figure at school and getting over her own sort of personal issues because her um, her brother's in jail for being a drug dealer because it's a very kind of like a poverty stricken urban environment. But at the same time, he's trying to almost um, navigate his own personal moral issues with his kind of drug addiction. And it is very 70s in the sense that. Um, the drug addict sorry 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 the drug dealer the local drug dealer who um is also um friends with this like young girl in the school um who's played by um oh god it's a well-known actor who went on to be a big figure in marvel uh, i'll get his name it's Mackey. um anthony yeah that's it anthony Mackey. he's he, um he basically um looks after this young girl um as in like every now and then pops in and makes sure she's okay at her, her home because she lives alone with her mother um, because her brother uh, basically has gone to jail. Uh, to actually, um, hide the information that he was, he's the local drug dealer on the street. But he's not a nasty character, this Anthony Mackey. It's very bizarre. He's actually quite a nice, wholesome chap. He just, um, deals drugs. But then Ryan Gosling's character, the, the teacher, wants to make sure he has no involvement with this young girl. But then Anthony Mackey's constantly pointing out, well, in actual fact, you're not much of a role model yourself because you're buying drugs off me. And, um, you know, you're regularly using drugs in between classes. So there's a real moral dilemma there. Um, And it's really well put together. Really good character study. Why did you choose
1: half Nelson this morning, David? Did you watch it this
0: Oh Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was on film four. It's on their archive. That's what suddenly grabbed me. And I thought, God. I was just the Oh, it's it a case of I. Um, it's one of those where you start watching it and you think, "God, this is really good." You know, I'd seen it before a long, long, long time ago. I saw it in the cinema, and it was the fir- It was basically what got all the buzz around Ryan Gosling. Basically, mm. I was only going to watch the first. I was few just minutes. looking at
1: the director and writer, and he he's done.
0: Did he do Captain Marvel? He or did. Ryan Fleck, isn't it? And he works with another lady, and. Um, Yeah, what's there? They're like a directing duo, aren't they? It's Ryan Fleck and. So I should have I should have looked at this beforehand. Sorry, sorry, everyone. Um, Goodness me, Mark Kamog would not. No, 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 not at all. No, that is not ideal, is it? Ryan Fleck and um, Anna Boden. Anna Bowden. Ryan Fleck, Anna Boden And they did do Miss Marvel You are quite right Miss Marple? Uh, not Miss Marple uh, That might be something they're developing in the background Someone should do Miss Marple though um, But it was indeed um, Yeah, Miss uh, It's Captain Marvel for crying out loud Not Miss Marvel it's Miss not... Marvel is a TV show This is appalling <laughs> I, All I can do is hang my head And wander Listen. the streets and have rocks at me.
1: It's absolutely fine, let me tell you. Let's all it just really relax. Yeah, <laughs>
0: let's all just relax. Yeah, they they did. They tried to do some other films after Half Nelson, like, um, and it wasn't yeah, like what they did one called Sugar, which was about um, an aspiring baseball player. It was like Half Nelson in the sense it was very much a low key, low budget. And it was about him trying to leave his poverty-stricken home and becoming a professional baseball player. And it didn't quite have the um, uh, the critics' awards or the hype surrounding it. Oh, how do you get it right? I know. Baby? I think that people thought that it was going to be a massive hit after Half Nelson. Then they did a, a kind of a funny story, which yeah. was um, one... Is that galvanized? Yes. That was set in a mental home, and that didn't quite set the world alight.
1: Oh, bloody hell. So, do you think? Do you think your next movie? So, he's done Half Nelson. Do you think if you can, if you can absolutely nail it in your second movie, the Assorted?
0: Yes, absolutely. They call it the sophomore film, don't they? It's, it's 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 the pulp fiction ultimately. So, you know, if you can do a, um, if you look at all the big directors, Wes Anderson, it was Rushmore, Dan Afanowski, it was um, uh, Requiem for a Dream, Tarantino, it was. Um, uh, obviously, Pulp Fiction. You just, just you can go through all of them. That second one is so important. Uh, mm. Richard Linklater. I can't remember. He's the top of my head, but I think it was Dazed and Confused. But that second one is so important. Do you know what I mean? Um, to actually um, to sort out. Uh, so Spielberg's was um, would have been Jaws. Um, it, it, you know it's absolutely vital to actually get that one in I'm trying to if,
1: if I if I said to you oh we're writing a new film and it's called The Bumblebee would you be like oh fucking hell what's that and then I told you it was about a, like this giant plane that looked like a bumblebee that they fly around the world in would you go oh David's fucking nailed it with the second movie
0: I think there's a potential there. I mean, you know, it, what in the bumblebee? It, it depends what happens in the bumblebee. Do you know what I mean? What, what is there a twist with the bumblebee? Does something happen with the characters in the bumblebee? It's an interesting I don't know, setting. Yeah, I'm it. I can see the poster. You know, a big um, the poster. Well, it'd be uh, a big yellow plane with uh, black stripes in the style of the bumblebee, very large and white. But, I mean, the interesting thing about a bumblebee is you look at it, you think, how on earth does that fly from A to B? But it manages yeah. it.
1: It would be the
0: same with the plane. I'd be thinking, how have they managed to do a bumblebee plane? That's bloody massive. But it's
1: quite a good start, isn't it, for a film? Oh,
0: God, I can see the um, McDonald's uh, Happy Meal and and the toys and the game. Lots of spin potential. What what, what are they? Um, Well, it'd be a massive cardboard bumblebee. You open that up, (laughs) out comes the burger. Um, Maybe the the fries are are the sting on the back of the bumblebee. Uh, That doesn't work. Knock that on the head. Um... But um, there's lots of uh, potential. I can imagine people at Comic-Con dressing up as giant bumblebee planes. And that's half really? your, your really? challenge. Yes, I can. Thank you, David. Not a problem. I think, you know, and Thank you for this week's movie tips. We've got sun dogs, gods, and we've got bumblebees. We've got a future. That's the key thing.
1: Right, David. This is this week's. My favourite moment is the random movie generator. Sorry, Mandy called you. Can um... I meet you after the podcast oh, to talk to you, please? Oh, okay. Mandy just said, "Can
0: I meet you after the podcast to talk to you?" Uh, no. I think it's got too toxic. I really do. I, I, I'm saying that as a mature man, not as a sulking child. I just think it's got too much. I want to have some time apart, and then in 2023, perhaps I'll come over to your garage then for, for a chat and uh, open the door this time. Let's not get the police involved. But I think we just need some time. Um, well, that would be rude. Perhaps we could have a brief oh, chat. God, can you hear a little, a little whine there? Yeah, let's have a chat afterwards. Maybe I've been a bit too... Um, A bit too intense i just think it always ends just with me confused and it's just like that that sandwich situation was back in september we've got to move on from me leaving food on your head that was a long time ago now haven't done that for a long time you've got to forgive and forget and wheel on
1: okay so uh so mandy's uh whirring around in the background Uh, Ready to generate a movie for us. Please do.
0: Please generate away.
1: So, uh, if you don't know this part of the um, podcast... Oh, hang on a minute. So, if you don't know this part of the podcast, this is where Mandy generates three random movies. Absolutely. Which David has to pick one of them blindfoldedly to uh, review for next week.
0: Definitely. At the ready, Captain. At the absolute ready.
1: So if we're ready david if you could pick the genre of the first movie press the button music here we go and now could you pick the decade of this movie press the button 2020s okay generate man he's generated four movies and you have to pick one of them
0: stop metal lords what is that metal lords not sun gods we now got lords metal
1: lords so this is a 2022 movie called metal Lords. what is that is that a documentary well it's not a documentary cast jade and martel brett Gellman. He's a comedian, isn't he? Um, Adrian Greensmith. So that's the first I mean, I've never heard of that in my life. So let's choose the genre of the second movie. Hang on a minute. And here we go. Press a button. Horror. OK. And please choose the decade. Press a button. 1960s. Good grief. And Generate. And there are four movies here which you have to choose. Stop. The Haunting. That rings a bell. The Haunting.
0: Right. I think they remade that, didn't they? um, Was that The Haunted, maybe? The Haunting, right. And now please choose I
1: don't know any of these Please. this week. No. Please choose the uh, genre of the
0: third movie. Press the button. Family. Okay, that's a nice start. That's where it all starts. And the decade. Press the button. Like 2020s. Okay.
1: And we generate. There are four movies here. Please tell Mandy when to stop. Stop. The Witches Roll doll.
0: Goodness me, The Witches Roll doll. Family Entertainment. Oh, that's Robert Semeckis, isn't he? He did that for Amazon, yes, that is interesting. Right, so. But at least I know that one. The other two, it's like
1: Metal Lords. What's that one about? <laughs> Bizarre. So there are three movies. Metal Lords, The Haunting, and The Witches. I've jumbled them up, A, B, and C. It's now down to you, David, to choose which movie you're going to review for next week. B. The Witches,
0: Roald Dahl. Oh Wowzers! 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 wowzers. <laughs> is that Robert Semeckis? I think that is, isn't it? Let's have a uh, oh
1: the witches. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think that was either a complete um uh <sighs> dud or a, oh, it just, it just, it's
1: looking duddy to me. Is it really? Yeah, or if IMDb is anything to go by. It's looking a little duddy. Oh, dear. Chris Rock's in it.
0: Anne Hathaway. Well, that, that's that's not a bad start. Uh, Chris Rock. No, It's Robert Zemeckis, isn't it? It's Mr. Back to the Future. Is it? Yes, it is. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure he did it for um, Amazon.
1: Jeepers creepers, David.
0: <sighs> it looks... Um, well, I mean, the, the special effects look interesting. Don't... Don't...
1: Look at any reviews. Don't go in there with a don't. Don't be like the guys in the panel. Oh, go no! Before I've even gone to watch the movie, don't be all like that. No, I will keep an open mind. I will get. Imagine you, you sh- got Robert Zemeckis voice. sat with you, just saying, "Hey, David, do you want to watch my new movie?"
0: Rob, I'm going to look at your film with an open mind and an open heart. For crying out loud, yes, yeah. that's the way to do it. Robert Smirk is the, the witches. witches, right? Okay, let's give it a go. Let's give it a whirl. I remember the first one. I remember I remember watching that in the cinema. The first one. What the witches? Um, yeah, it, it, it was an original one, wasn't it? There was. Yeah, a, I think there was 1990.
1: That? What the
0: original? Yes, it's um. Do you know? I think it was even um, before 1990. There was one that came out. Um, Nick Rogue. Yes, Nick Rogue. Well, the Walkabouts and um, the David Bowie film, uh, Man from. Um, ah i don't know why i call him
1: Nick's nicholas isn't it yeah
0: nicholas quite rogue remember. i mean he's quite the director isn't he uh Witches. Yeah, yeah Rowan atkinson yes Brenda that's it in the hotel yes it was 1990 Bill jane Horrocks. i remember yeah. that definitely okay well this is the new witches. angelica houston was in it yes yeah
1: well david thank you so much for this week now we've got uh some oh questions from oh, i forgot to ask them Patri- There'll be some from previous weeks. Oh, perfect! If you've got... Perfect! Perfect! Perfect!
0: But in the meantime, thank you everyone for no, listening. No, thank you for your time. Thank you for your uh, your patience, as always. Please
1: like and subscribe. Oh the, God! Uh... Please
0: just you know, give us a thumbs up for crying out loud, please. Yeah, if there's if 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 you like it, tell your friends. Oh, hey, absolutely! A super little movie podcast. Spread some cinematic joy for crying out loud please. Yeah, please do. In this, um, um, in this time of need, do you know what I mean? A bit of, uh, you know, a bit of filmic love, spread it on. And thank you for your time. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Mandy as well. I'd like to end on a positive note. Oh. A bit of silence there. There we go. i try to, uh, hold out my hand. Moment of peace. Didn't, wasn't met halfway. Thank you yeah. for, uh, being patient with the madness. <laughs>